Jesus' name, amen. We're glad that you're here with us uh, on YouTube. And, and by the way, I keep forgetting to do this uh, all the time. We're, we're glad that you made it on YouTube. Um, but if you haven't gone and subscribed just yet, would you do that? Uh, for some of you, it may take a little bit. You might have to create an account, a login, all that kind of stuff. But if you'll subscribe, and then there's a little bell over uh, by the subscription uh, button, and if you will click that, then you will get notifications when we upload new videos, uh, whenever we uh, let let people know what's happening and going on. You, you'll even know when we go live on YouTube. So uh, we'd ask that you do that uh, for us. If you haven't already, also go uh, to our Facebook page, um, FBC Cloudcroft. I think it's First Baptist Church Cloudcroft uh, on Facebook and like our Facebook page. Um, those are really our two primary ways uh, that we're able to communicate. Um, if we don't have your email address, and, and here's how you'll know that, if you have not gotten an email from the church in the last month, you aren't on our email. We don't have a right, a good email for you. If we do, uh, then you might need to check your junk mail box uh, because some of it gets put in there when we send it from the email. But we want to be sure that we continue to, to communicate with you to let you know what's happening uh, and going on in the life of the church. We uh, are going to meet with church council this afternoon, so be sure that you uh, pray for us. We're, we're looking uh, at, at how do we bring people back, uh, what do we need to do to be, um, be cautious and, and to be safe, to be prudent, um, but still gather together as a church. So we're going to meet again today uh, to be able to do that. So we would ask for your prayers. Hopefully tomorrow uh, we'll have some information for you. Uh, some people have been asking. So, so uh, in fact, we had someone show up earlier today uh, for Sunday school. Um, uh, not yet. <laughs> In fact, in the talks that we're, we're talking about, probably Sunday school won't happen until the end um, of the summer, beginning of the fall. But as soon as we have some information to you, uh, believe me, you will know, we have not started uh, uh, meeting all back together and kept you in the dark. Uh, we'll try our best not to do that. Uh, we'll let you know, uh, hopefully, like I said, tomorrow uh, with some, some information. We're in a series in Luke. We have been going through the gospel of Jesus according to Luke, uh, and I actually like to say it that way. Usually we say the gospel of Luke, but really, if you think about it, gospel means good news, and it's not really the good news of Luke. It's that Luke has some good news. It's the good news of Jesus Christ, and this is the way that Luke tells it to us. So the gospel of Jesus Christ according to Luke, and and I don't know about you, but I've really enjoyed digging into this, and, and, I, and I love to do that anyways as we go through books and we have some continuity uh, from from week to week, and and we can we can carry that on, and, and it lets us to to flesh that out just a little bit more. Um, if you'll remember, um, last week <laughs> I feel like a TV show. Um, last week we left Elizabeth and Mary uh, uh, as they were visiting. Um, Elizabeth is married to Zechariah; he's the priest. God, um, through Gabriel, told him that they would bear a son. His name would be John, which means the Lord is gracious, or the grace of the Lord. And, and then um, the same angel appeared to Mary and told Mary that she would bear God's own son. And I love what, what, what spiritual maturity Mary had in, in her response. Um, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to your word. If we could just grab a hold of that, man, in our walk and our, our lives, if we could walk that way, 
um, we would have amazing, amazing faith. faith. And, and Mary did. Her maturity was just blows me away. Mary uh, knew because the angel Gabriel told her that her sister Elizabeth calls her relative, but best we can tell it was their sister Elizabeth was going to bear a son. And so Mary, uh, where we left off in Luke, it said, and Mary went with haste. That's a little embarrassing for a pastor to open his Bible upside down, but I fixed it. You would have never known if I hadn't told you, maybe. Um, so so uh, the, the, last, the last thing that, that we see is Mary says to the angel Gabriel, let it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. We're going to pick up in verse 39 now. No, I'm sorry. This is where Mary goes to visit Elizabeth. It says Mary went with haste. So we don't know if Mary left before she conceived. We actually don't know the timeline of all that. I was reading it all again, preparing for this morning. And again, we don't know this. um, But you know that when I read the scripture, I, I put myself there. So I was... I was trying to to read this and think this through and look for any clues from Scripture on when Mary conceived. And I don't know, but I think it could have been after she left to go see her sister Elizabeth. I, I think she stepped out in faith, faith first. That just me again, you can dig in scripture all you want. You can read the commentaries. They may have eight different ways of interpreting that. But I think Mary stepped out in faith and then conceived. And and I think something amazing happened when Mary visited Elizabeth. We know that that the the baby in Elizabeth, so little John, (laughs) little John leapt for joy when he heard Mary's voice. I think that Mary had conceived at that at that time, not that moment, but before then. Uh, I think she was already carrying the Son of God. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. We know later that, that the baby, uh, John the Baptist, was filled with the Holy Spirit in the womb. But I think Mary was filled with the Holy Spirit at the same time. And here's why. So we have Elizabeth who's been filled by the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth, as far as we know, doesn't even know that Mary is with child. I mean, we don't have any record. The angel Gabriel told Zechariah that or, or that the angel Gabriel visited Mary. I think it was just the Holy Spirit that revealed that to her in that moment. So we have Mary's, not Mary, I'm sorry. I'm going to get myself really confused. I kept saying Mother's Day video earlier. It's Memorial Day video. Um, guys, you don't get an extra two weeks to do Mother's Day if, if you haven't done it. I'm sorry. So Elizabeth, she made, filled with the Holy Spirit, she made a proclamation. And, and it was amazing the things that she said. And, and uh, if you remember last week, we talked about that sometimes we just need a little encouragement. And, and I think that that's why Mary went to Elizabeth. It wasn't bad news that Mary got. It was, it was different, maybe a, a little scary, knowing that she's going to bear and raise the Son of God and, and didn't know what all that would entail. But Mary went to Elizabeth and got encouragement. And, 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 and I believe that Mary also at that time was filled with the Spirit. Here's where we pick up today, verse 46. If you haven't found Luke chapter 1 by now, just, just listen. Um, 
chapter 1, verse 46. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. And he has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his offspring forever. And then it concludes... Uh, this this passage with this this kind of uh, closing, Mary remained with her, that is Elizabeth, for about three months, and then returned to her home. Let me just say just how I I see this passage. Mary comes to Elizabeth, her trusted friend, her sister, and Mary receives some encouragement, but she gets so much more than that. I believe Mary was filled with the Holy Spirit. And what I see here is Mary's song of praise. I, 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 think, I think the Holy Spirit just filled her and, and just, just really did a work in her heart like he does with ours um, a lot of times. And, and, and Mary, just out of the overflow of the Spirit, just begins to, I don't know if she's saying this, we can't really get this, it sure kind of looks like a song. I like to think it was that Mary just burst out in a song of praise. And, and I don't know about you, uh, but, but in these last couple of months, um, praise has been something that I, I have just really kind of camped on. In fact, um, there are times where, where there's no one else here but me. Uh, if you've ever walked in, you may have experienced this. Um, you guys may not know this. You're probably thinking that's why stuff's different when I show up here. I'm talking to our tech guys in the back that that I come here and, and I'll just turn on the screens. I'll get the sound going and I just put I pull up YouTube and I just put some worship and praise music on and and I, I'll just bebop around. Sometimes I'll, I'll leave the doors open and sometimes I just crave that. sometimes I'll just sit in here. Some of you probably say, what does that guy do all day? Well, I tell you, sometimes. Sometimes part of the day is just sitting in the sanctuary and just praising. That, that is, that's almost like air for me. And I know we're all built differently. Some of us are more musical than others. Some of us have an appreciation for music. Um, and, and for me, that is like air. Worship and praise for me is like air. And I think it's really interesting that Mary receiving encouragement and that proclamation from her trusted friend and her sister elizabeth and then being filled with the holy spirit that mary erupts in praise that she just she just begins to praise and and so i i just want to spend a little bit of time this morning with you on this song of praise i i, I want to look at mary and and what she brought out in her song of praise and then I, I want to apply that to us and, and what we need to include when we praise. So really, here's what I see that praise is. And, and if you go look this up, this might not be in any dictionary. Uh, there might be other people have different de- definitions and 
might not be a really technical way to to define praise but here's for me what praise is praise is a declaration and and i see it as a declaration of, of two things one and and, and first and, and this is where i see with mary that prayer is a declaration of who god is i, I don't know about you but but especially if i'm going through some difficult things declaring who god is does amazing things for my soul declaring who god is lifts my spirits declaring who god is really gives me more confidence it's another good word for faith really gives me more confidence in him and and so here's what mary i I just want to list for you uh, some of these things in this little short passage this little short song of praise that mary gives of who God is, this is what she declares. She declares, first of all, that he is God. I know that that's like pretty simple, isn't it? But sometimes I think we just need, we just need to, to really just kind of meditate on who God is. Listen, you ever heard, I think, I'm sure there's probably tons of books named this. If not, I'll write one real fast. He's God and I'm not. Have you ever had that thought? He's God and I'm not. Any of you ever try to play God? Anybody? I, by the way, for those of you, I'm not making it up. I'm not here talking to myself. Um, I asked a few guinea pigs to help us evacuate, so I'm talking to the guinea pigs here. Thank you. Um, but but anybody here, ha- have you ever tried to play God? Have you? Yeah. Yes, you have. Raise your hand. And, and out there, too, those of you on the live stream, I, I know you have because I, I know you. And And... We, we do something, a, a financial crisis comes up. And what do we try to do? We try to get the finances together. We try to fix it. There, there's a relationship crisis that happens. And what do we try to do? We, we try to get, fix the relationship. Uh, for some of us, we try to play God in, in a little bit bigger sense. We try to play God for other people. Hey, look, God loves you and I have a plan for your life. Right? And, and so sometimes we, we just... When we focus on God, and we just need to realize He is God. I, I am not. The, the Old Testament, really, because uh, Hebrew uh, fleshes this out more than, than what we see. Theos is the word in, in the New Testament. In the Old Testament, the, the word for God is, is plural. I, I think that's way cool. It's Elohim. And some say that maybe they just do that as like respect or the plural of majesty. Um, I think God knew what he was doing when he inspired the Old Testament writers, even though they may not have understood. They didn't really have a concept of Trinity, but we know that, that Elohim, that God, and, and by the way, it's important um, that, that we understand there is not, we know there's only one true God, but not everybody worships that God, and they say God, and they mean somebody else. And that's why in, in the Hebrew, it's really cool as, as we as we really kind of focus on who God is and, and let that sink in, God gives a name for himself. And you actually see this in Genesis before God ever meets with Moses and tells people, God says Yahweh, that, that his name is Yahweh. And, and, and this is, and I haven't heard this a lot lately, but I know for a little while, and it was oddly enough, not long after 9-11, everybody began, I heard a lot of people say that, that uh, Allah and Yahweh, that, that the God of the, um, went right out of my head, the, the God of, of the Muslims um, worship, they worship the same God we do. N- no, no. Um, because we worship Yahweh. 
and they worship Allah. Two, two different gods, two different characters and natures, two different personalities. And since we know that there is one true God, then the other one is not. So it's important for us to, to focus, first of all, that he is God. And, and there's a whole lot that goes along with that. I love it that Mary calls him God, my Savior. Now, that, that's a term that we see in Hebrew, but, but we, we don't really think about that a whole lot that they understood that God himself would be our Savior. Now, they didn't know how that was going to work out, and, and yet Mary gets to be a part of God working that out. And so in her song of praise, she mentions God, my Savior. And, and I don't know if at any point before the resurrection this really sank into her, but that verse 14 in John came true when Jesus was born. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. So he's God. He's God himself is our savior. Yahweh himself is our savior. And you got to love it because, you know, our, our little little language lesson um, last week or week before I forget when our, our little language lesson that that Jesus is the Greek transliteration of, of that name, but Joshua or Yeshua is his name in in Hebrew and that means that Yahweh is salvation or the salvation of Yahweh and she proclaims this God my savior and then she talks about that he's mighty <laughs> our God is so big so mighty so strong there's nothing our God cannot do y'all remember that song as kids no just made it up i guess i don't know um that he's mighty y you want a really fun theological word he's omnipotent omnipotent he's all powerful there's nothing that god cannot do and, and i love it he, by his mighty his mighty arm mary says but then she mentions that he is holy and and that's something that that we we struggle to grasp. Isaiah got, got a little bit of a, of, of a glimpse of it when he was worshiping in the temple and God showed up. <laughs> Isn't that amazing sometimes? You're worshiping at church and God shows up. I mean, we hope that happens all the time. But, but Isaiah was by himself and he's worshiping in the temple and God shows up and he says, the train of his robe, the hem of his robe, filled the temple. And it shook and there was smoke and, and he got just a teeny little glimpse of God's glory. And Isaiah fell like a dead man. In fact, he says, woe is me, I am undone. And, and the, the Larry paraphrase of that is, I'm a goner. Because God's holiness, he's so, he's so other than we are. And yet... God being so far removed from us because he is holy seeks a relationship with us. Isn't that amazing? He desires a relationship with us. And listen, he pursues a relationship with us. You want to get a little exercise? Try running from God. Just, just try running from him. I hear people sometimes, and I know what they mean, but they say, I found Christ. I, I got to tell you, that is usually not the case. He usually finds you. I wasn't looking for him at 15. He broke into my world and got a hold of me, and thank God. 
he did. That he's holy. And yet he's merciful. Mary mentions that, that that he shows his mercy. Mercy is not getting the punishment you deserve. Anybody want some mercy? Anybody? Oh, yeah. Now, when that guy passes you on a blind curve driving way too fast, you want justice for him, but mercy, God is merciful. And how can God be merciful and just at the same time? Well, he's God. His judgments are always right. And then she says he's powerful. <laughs> he shows his power. I, I love it. I, I forget the context of this little quote, but it, it had to do with the high school student praying, God, would you show up and show off? Would you? Now, when we show off, it's a bad thing. Pride, right? God doesn't have to deal with pride because he is everything. He says he is For God to show up and show off is just showing his power. And I don't know about you, but I pray that way a lot. Lord, would you so move in this situation that only you can get credit for it? Would you move and work in a way that only you can get credit for it? Because I think that's cool. When God shows his power, when he just shows up and shows how powerful he is. And and then finally, she, she refers this. Uh, really back to uh, the the nation of Israel, but that God is faithful and God always keeps his promises. I got to tell you, as a dad, that's something that that I've tried hard, hard, hard to do, but sometimes there are things that happen outside of my control, and it's not even a promise so much, but but parents, you got to know this. When you tell your kids you're going to do something, you made a promise to them. You might not have meant to, but you made a promise to him. And, and sometimes we, we can't do it. Honey, I'm going to be at, at your volleyball game. or, or I, I, I really kind of wished I'd had a son. Not that I don't love my daughters, but I want to know if I would have called him honey too. Um, look at a big strapping teenage boy. Honey, I'll, I'll be at your football game. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd probably say son. Son, I'll be at your football game. God is always faithful. He, he never, nothing prevents him from keeping his word. <laughs> nothing, ever. And so praise, first of all, is the declaration of who God is. Isn't that great? And, and when we focus on who God is, you know what? Everything else just gets way small. Have you ever noticed that? That this big problem or this big challenge or this big concern that you have. And when, when you when you in praise, when you when you declare who God is, then then that big problem just kind of gets a little bit smaller. The Imperials, that hard rock group uh, from the 80s. If you yeah, if you're not laughing, you don't know who the Imperials are. Um, they were so mellow. Um, had a song about that, that that when we praise when we worship that those things just kind of fall away so we declare praise is declaring who god is and the second part of this is declaring what god has done and, and i've said this before that's where we get to rehearse his faithfulness and and the way mary did it was was she declared what god had done for her i i love this 
she says, for he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. This is what God has done for Mary. Mary's saying, there was nothing about me that, that God should choose me. And so God looked upon the humble estate of his servant. And, and she said, and now from now on, all generations will call me blessed that God, for some reason, just chose to notice me and to bless me. But then the second thing is that, that he, took, he took notice of Israel, that, that he, the things that, that he had done for Israel, and, and there are really kind of two parts of this. One is talking about him fulfilling his promise to Abraham. And, and you remember, Abraham, and, I, you know, I hate to say stuff like this. There's no way to prove it, so it proved me wrong, I guess. But I don't think there's any way Abraham could have fully understood what God meant when he said that all the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. And, and God was bringing that about. And I think but through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, Mary got that. That God is fulfilling through me, he's fulfilling his promise to Abraham that all of the peoples of the earth would be blessed through him because he is bringing through the line of Abraham the Savior, the Redeemer of the world. But also his promise to Israel. That The men's Bible study has been going through a study called Is the Bible Reliable? Right now we're in the Old Testament. We've been talking about David and the... First of all, the unified kingdom and then the divided kingdom, northern. Uh, you've got Judah and Israel. And in that Jesus comes from the line of the king who God said, your, the, the, this, this reign of will, will not depart from your house, that, that this throne will continue. Now, it looks like we look in there and we say, oh, well, now there was a break in there. Not, not all of David's kin were kings of Israel. <laughs> but don't you love it? Isn't it great that God sees this whole big picture that we don't? And what Mary is saying here, that God is fulfilling his promise even to Israel that this kingdom will last forever, and it does Christ and then for the world because because this this thing that's happening isn't just about Mary it isn't just about Israel it's not just about Abraham and and the nation of Israel but Christ came to be the redeemer of the world and and not just the people of the world We, we think about that we know that's certainly huge in God's plan for redemption but Jesus came to redeem the world. And, and there will be a day, there will be a time when all of creation will be redeemed. Now, we know that doesn't mean everybody is going to go to hell, every per- or heaven, hell either. It uh, does, doesn't mean the salvation of every person on earth. But that all of creation will be redeemed, that things will be as they ought to be. I I like to camp on that sometimes just by myself. That that means that relationships will be perfect. 
that means there's no heartache. There's no sorrow. There's no pain. Um, I, I don't know about you. I take turmeric, turmeric and I even forgot what the other stuff's called. Glucosamine, that's it. I need to take something for my memory now. Um, because I, I am, man, I, I'd like to think I'm fairly young-ish. And, and we, we suffer physical pain. We suffer mental pain. We suffer emo- emotional pain. This world is wrecked by sin. And there will be a day when all of creation has been redeemed. And, and I love it. And the lion will lay down with the lamb. I, I, I don't know if you guys think about stuff like this, but I, I like to think about that time when there's a, a new heaven and a new earth and a new Jerusalem and, and Jesus is preparing a place for us there. He said he was. And, and, and my mind gets a little odd as I, I just like to think, I, I think we're going to have the rest of eternity exploring the depths of God's love of of learning, of being discipled, of loving on one another in, in the way we're supposed to. But then I have this random thought that comes along. I wonder if there's going to be mosquitoes in heaven. I mean, I, or, or what does a mosquito look like once he's redeemed? But in, in our declaration of, of praise, or, or at least in, in Mary's, She's even declaring what God has done for the world. And, and this is one where you have to kind of turn ahead in the book and see, because we look and we see a broken world, and that's true. But it's not always going to be that way, that through Christ, God has redeemed and is redeeming the world for himself. So for us, we see in, in Hebrews chapter 10, Verse 24 and 25, not to neglect the gathering of yourselves together, and I can't wait till we're able to be back, but, but listen, we don't need to wait until we're all together to, to lift up a song of praise to God. In fact, that ought to be kind of a part of our life, and, and I know that might look different for everybody. Um, I, I got to tell you, if I ever get a ticket for speeding, the most likely reason is going to be because I'm jamming. And, and somehow I lose track of what the speedometer says. So whether it's, it's, it's just jamming to Jesus in, in your, your car as you just kind of let loose and praise, knowing that no one's going to criticize you there, or, or whether uh, you're like me and I, you just kind of go find a place where there's no one there and you, you turn up the, the music and worship and praise, or maybe for you, if, if you're musical, you playing your instrument and and sometimes there's not even words that can go along with it. I want to encourage you to lift up your song of praise to God this week. And it may be, it may be words on a page. It may be words spoken out loud. It may be a, an instrumental. It may be singing along with one. But in our praise, let us declare, first of all, who God is. Uh, I've been around for church church work for long enough that i've seen the worship wars and you know these are more theological than those and these are more worshipful and praiseful than those and you know i don't care a whole lot about that i have a pretty wide variety of 
wide taste in, in music. But let your praise declare who God is. In fact, as, as you listen to music this week, as you sing along with it, listen to the declarations of who God is in that. I bet you're going to find that a whole lot more than you ever thought you would. And then the second thing is let our praise declare what God has done. And, and maybe this is one where it has to be a little bit more personal. I don't know if you, any of you journal. Um, some of you like to write uh, essays. <laughs> not, not the ones in school, I know. Uh, but as you get older, you kind of like to write those, or, or maybe it's a song or a poem. And, and declare what God has done in your life. Rehearse that. Bring that to light. Sometimes it helps even to say it out loud. And now I know that you know this It's not just a kid's song. It's in the hymnal, so it must be a hymn. Count your many blessings. Name them one by one. Count your many blessings. See what God has done. Sometimes when we do that, when we declare our praise, we declare what God has done, then we, we realize that He is at work in us. And I don't know about you, but there are times where I just need to be reminded that God is working in me. And, and just declaring what he's done in my life is, is a good way to do that. His faithfulness, the way that he never gives up on me, he pursues me. But, but not just that, just declaring what God has done throughout history. And, and thankfully, God in his wisdom has revealed himself to us in his word from beginning to end. I, I love it. You know, the first words were, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Man, you know what? There's, there's probably not a limit to the number of, of declarations of praise for what God has done just from that one phrase. I love it. All the way to the end, when in the fullness of God's time, he brings about the close. And I don't know if you realize this, we are just living in a chapter the close of this chapter in in human history, in the history of the world. Beginning to end, God has, has given us an account of the things He's done. So let me encourage you today. Would, would you lift up a song of praise? As you go through this week, would you be intentional in declaring who God is? In declaring what God has done in your life and, and what God has done throughout humankind, human history. Because to me, that's what praise is. Praise is a declaration of who God is and what God has done. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you. Thank you that you love us. Thank you that you work in our hearts. Thank you that you move in ways that only you can to change us and to make us into the image of Jesus Christ. And God, I pray, uh, Lord, as we lift up declarations of praise to you this week, you'd help us to just recount, Lord, who you are. You're holy and you're just and you're faithful and you're loving and you're kind and you're compassionate and you're merciful. And, and God, as we do that, would you just strengthen our faith, our trust in you? And then, God, as we 
lift up declarations of praise of what you've done in our lives. Just remind us of how faithful you are, how powerful you are, how mighty you are to hold us in your right hand. God, would you move in us and through us in a way that will not only bring honor and glory to you, but a way that will bring people to faith in Christ. For it's in his name we pray. Amen.